Hey now, boys and girls. Well, welcome into the show. That took forever, and don't think that somebody isn't going to hear about that later. Probably be good to get this clock off my face. Uh, what's going on, everybody? We finally, finally get a win. You didn't think it was going to happen, did you? I didn't think it was going to happen myself, to be quite honest. Uh, even when you're facing the worst team in the league, it always feels like something's going to go wrong. But here we are, nonetheless. It uh, feels good, doesn't it? Feels good to get that first one out of the way. But bef- speaking of getting things out of the way, let's talk about the social media. Do us a favor, if you would. Oh my God, it's 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 already one of those nights. I can feel it. Uh, so if you would hit us up on all the social media channels, it's Teal Town USA for all of them. So go find them. They're out there. It's all good. Give us a little thumbs up, give us a little love, give us all the follows, all the subscribes, all those things. So let's talk about this one, guys. Uh, Yeah, that's, by the way, yes, I am alone tonight. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. The last time, if you remember, when the Sharks faced Chicago, it was... Crawford versus Dell. This time it's Leonard versus Jones. And the Sharks come into this one as the most penalized team in the league. I guess that's why the, uh, shall we say, penalty kill is doing so well because it's gotten a ton of practice. But to get things started off, Gregor, of course, hooks Kempf. And uh, we get our first PK of the night. Goes swimmingly. A little bit later, 752. Keith would trip Couture. Solid call. And then Sod would hook Goodrow to, let's just say, give the Sharks a little bit of a five-on-three. Not as scary as you might have hoped, but after one, it shakes out that it's zero-zero. There's nothing happening at that point. What are you going to do? But the Sharks get 90 seconds of power play time to start the second period. Don't do anything with the first 90 seconds. Oh, but wait, nine seconds later. I'm not going to call this one power play influenced. But this is a one-man show, the kind I dream about doing. Oh, really? Really? We're just, we're just going to get right into this. We're going to throw Brody right into the fire. Absolutely. I appreciate that. <laughs> there is no Curtis here. So uh, anyway, before uh, I let Brody throw the show off the, off the rails. Oh, and by the way, I hope you like the ironic shirt for tonight. Uh, but Marlowe, a minute 39 into the second period. Now... This one goes off his skate, you know, credit to uh, Meyer for this one, but it goes off Marlowe's skate and in to get a one nothing lead for just the fifth time this season the Sharks score the first goal of the game. That's huge. It's huge. They were 2-9 and nine when the opponent struck first, so you already felt like, okay, this is going to be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> then about, oh, half a period later, uh, who was, oh yeah, Meyer, high stick, Strom. Sharks are back on the PK, but Evander Kane would get a breakaway after Chicago failed to hold their zone. Kane buries one, it's 2 nothing, and you're feeling like, okay, Brody might have something with that whole two or fewer thing. Let's, let's you know, let's keep her going. And of course, what happened tonight ended up being a goddamn two or fewer game. Anyway, uh, so... Uh, the interesting thing about the first period, though, shots on goal. 
San Jose outshooting Chicago 14 to 3, but absolutely got owned in the circle 69 to 31%. Oh, better than a two for one margin. And San Jose had four giveaways in that period. Meanwhile, Chicago had none. Uh, so to move on out of the second period after we get both of those games, feels like it's uh, things are rolling well. Uh, oh, my God, Hurdle. I'm still not even sure that that Meyer didn't get this one. Looked like he might have... <laughs> yes, I'm totally, you know, I really should have drank because I had no idea that Brody was going to be here. So, anyway... <laughs> But Hurdle fires one on net at 439. Looked like Meyer banged it home. Maybe he didn't. Who knows? Uh, then 632, Shaw high sticks, EK65. Nothing becomes of it. No special teams tallies tonight, with the exception, of course, of the Kane shorty. Then things get a little bit interesting, kids. Uh, Brandon Saad at 1658 of the third, Potts one. And now you're kind of going, well, there went the bid for Jones' shutout obviously, but then Chicago pulls Leonard and a whole minute, minute 10 later, Duncan Keith with a bomb. And now you're going, oh crap, it's 3-2 and the Sharks are going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. A young Ray Ratto, that's just rude. That's rude. Just win the game. And then finally, 1834, Timo buries the empty netter. It's game over. We're out of here. It's all good. Let's talk about a couple high points for this one, of course. Like I said, Sharks came into this, the most penalized team tonight. Both sides took three penalties each. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with all the calls. In fact, I thought Couture got away with a trip tonight. I was surprised that wasn't called. The Sharks out hit. Chicago 30 to 13. You don't see that very often from the Sharks, but it is Chicago. They're not doing that great. Just saying. We were able to now we're all going to just talk about this, right? That it's Redeem Shimmick. He's the savior, right? He's the one that brought all of this together. We're all good now, right? Right? That's what we all feel, right? Uh don't forget Leon Bergman comes back. After posting eight points in six games with the Barracuda, he gets a call back up, which was actually predicted uh, by Nick Nolenberger earlier this week when we had him on the In the Reef show. Uh, in fact, uh, Kevin Lacey might have even mentioned that as well now that I'm thinking about it. But let's get into a couple of the numbers here that I think are kind of interesting. Um, despite the fact that the Sharks had a 3 nothing lead for a good amount of this game, uh, the trust levels still a little bit there with Peter DeBoer. Bergman only getting 738 tonight. Gregor getting 852. Um, you know, you would think when you have that decent of a lead for that long of a time, you might open up the gates a little bit for the fourth line guys, give them a little bit more. Uh, Shimmick, though, hello, 20 and a half. More minutes than Vlasic, more minutes than Ferraro, more minutes than Dylan. Uh, Shimmick sliding in really nicely. And after playing a couple games with the Cuda, I believe it was versus Stockton, then he stipped, skipped the game versus Tucson and then played, who was it, Bakersfield. So Shimmick just sliding right in like it ain't no thing, which is a beautiful thing to see if we can find some more help at forward. Hell, put Tim Heed to forward right now. You know what I mean? Just 
put Tim Heed to forward, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine. If he right-handed shot, get him on the right wing side, man. Let I me mean, just anything. All bets are off at this point. Jamie Baker even called it a Rubik's cube tonight for Peter DeBoer. So that's where we're at now. I don't want to lose my mind too much over this. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, sure, bro. Now, the reason why, of course, Brody is saying this is because he doesn't want to watch any of this. Uh, he's got better things to do, let's be honest. Uh, but there's no way that they just rolled in. It's that he probably has them over for a podcast or there's something going on. But yeah, thanks, Hoser. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, uh, back to what I was saying. I don't want to get my hopes too high over this. Chicago is not a great team. They're not doing well. Okay. They, I think they have like one regulation win, like in their last eight games or something. Uh, so I can't get too excited about this. Did I see a lot of things from the sharks that we haven't seen in a while? Absolutely. Absolutely. They seem to play a little, although they did try to give the game away there at the end, they still lack that being able to put their you know, foot on the throat of their opponent when it means the most. Would have liked to have seen the defense lock down a little bit better and protect Jones. Would have been nice to see Jones get that shutout because God knows the guy could use it for his confidence and his awful goaltending numbers right now. I mean, I believe there was, oh boy, I want to say it was hockey news, but, uh, you know, so many publications come in, but there was a couple publications pointing out that you know, out of 50 goals that start, you know, more than 20 games or 50 goalies that start more than 20 games, Dell and Jones are right there towards the bottom as the Sharks are in a lot of bad, bad categories, including the Pacific Division. But it is what it is right now. Now, if the Sharks, tonight's win for me goes out the window, it's forgotten about, it's an anomaly if the Sharks can't beat a awful Minnesota team come Thursday. That's now, and if they have a great, even if they lose, but if they have a great outing versus Nashville, at least things are pointed in the right direction, which of course they need to be because you want to get back into the playoff picture, guys. Uh, you definitely want to make that happen. In fact, let's check the standings because one of the things that I don't believe was really talked about tonight during the cast is the fact that there were, uh, I believe everybody but Edmonton was involved in a game tonight. So there was a lot. Yes, Burns to goalie too. Um, <laughs> but there are a lot of games tonight. So with this win, you all are going to like lose your minds. San Jose has crawled one step out of the basement. <laughs> they are no longer the worst team in the Pacific. L.A. has taken that mantle right back with a loss tonight. And uh, checking the other numbers, how the hell did Anaheim just just plummet out of the top three? That was it's been interesting the way that's rolled. Um, but anywho, again, I don't want to get too crazy over this win. Of course, I'm glad to have it. It feels like it's about time, but I can't ever get too nutty about wins against bad teams. Uh, if they pull this off against a Buffalo, a Nashville, 
well, I don't want to say Colorado at this point because they've dropped four straight without ranting in and Landis. Uh, it's just things are bad in Colorado right now. But I want to see the Sharks come out and really hand it to a solid team. That's what I'm looking for. Sound good? So um, if you have any questions, I'll take them now. Okay. <laughs> Actually, um, I have something that I want to say. Uh, this is kind of serious, uh, but I want to get it out there because, uh, it's, it's been driving me nuts over the last day or so, but I want to let everybody know that, look, we're hitting our five-year anniversary doing live casts in little over a month or so. And when we started doing this, uh, we were one of very few doing it. Like dudes on hockey had a podcast at that point. But they weren't doing anything live. They weren't using video. I mean, no one was utilizing video, really. Uh, aside from them, there were no regularly produced Sharks-focused casts that I can recall. And that's no disrespect intended to if there were some that I'm just not knowing. But since then, and like I said, nearly five years ago, uh, we've just seen a proliferation of hockey and Shark-specific podcasts. Some are audio only, some do incorporate video, some do both like we do here. Uh, and I know that there are some podcasts, whether they're sports related, tech related, uh, music related, whatever, they'll ignore any other cast that offers similar content. They won't even acknowledge or mention them for fear of losing viewers or listeners to them. And personally, I don't care. <laughs> Ignoring something does not make it go away, folks. <laughs> we'll, how, how often did we uh, ignore Bodker? He didn't go away for quite some time. That said, uh, since we began as Pucknology and then rebranded a couple years ago as Teal Town USA, several others have joined the party. Uh, Fear the Finn has done stuff. We know Brody, of course, in his uh, insanely popular YouTube channel. There's Finn Factor. Morning Tide with Ted Ramey began last playoffs. John Root. Your in-game host is now doing a game day casts. There are probably some others that I'm just simply aware of or just not off the top of my head right now. Uh, however, when you compare now to the near complete absence of Sharks content a few years back, and it was damn slim pickings, it's an awesome time to be a Sharks fan with all this content, especially if you don't take the Sharks current record into account. Now that said... It's come to our attention that a couple of these shows are being trolled with people going into their chats or going into their comments with mentions of Teal Town USA. Now, I totally appreciate the promotion and the show of support from the people that are kind enough to watch our little dog and pony act here, especially when Brody comes in, but there's no need to troll anyone or vote down their content, whether it's on Reddit or YouTube or whatever. We're not in competition with each other. Each of us provides something different, and this is all subjective. So, in, in fact, I, try them all out and go with the one or the ones that appeal to you. If we happen to appeal to you here as a Sharks or a hockey fan, that is awesome. And please tell a friend <laughs> and help us reach a wider audience. Now, if we don't appeal to you, that's fine too. But it's no reason to vote down our content, nor is it a reason to vote down anyone else's content. It's far more important to support what you enjoy rather than wasting time trying to bring others down. If I mean, hell, if it's my thing, subscribe to all of us. I'm fine with that. 
you know, we still remember being Sharks fans starving for more content because local sports talk radio, as we've lamented ad nauseum, did not serve the local Sharks fan. And we're incredibly proud to have blazed a trail from many others that didn't exist when we started. We tried a lot of different things and looked at what worked and looked at what didn't work. And we've built great relationships with other casts, like our friends at Let's Go Blues Radio, of course, Brody, who's kind enough to join us from time to time, Ted Ramey as well. My point is, there's plenty of space for everyone to talk about Sharks hockey or whatever. So... If you're one of our listeners or viewers and you're trolling other casts with mentions of us, we just ask you, please stop because it, 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 you know, it just, we appreciate the passion, but we're here to just talk hockey, not create false rivalries. We're all here to have fun and talk about sharks hockey and see if they'll ever beat a team with a winning, winning record again. That's, that's essentially, that's what it's all about. So I just wanted to get that off my chest get that out of the way because it seemed to, uh, I don't know. I was, I was hearing weird things over the last 48 hours and I just wanted to put the kibosh on all of that. Cause it's, it's just silly again, no reason to vote down our content, no reason to vote down anyone's content. The whole thing is if you like it, give us a thumbs up. You know, I, I like it like Twitter. I like that Twitter doesn't have like a thumbs down option. It's like, if you support it, give it a thumbs up. There's no reason to bring people down. So, any, oh, do not get me started on Howard Stern. Um, so that's it. Uh, let's get back to uh, Sharks hockey, shall we? So anyway, the numbers were, were better tonight for the Sharks. Now, you would hope this will continue. Hockey News did put out an article either today or yesterday. Again, I read a lot of stuff and listen to a lot of stuff and I, it, it will get conflated from time to time. So forgive me for that. But there was a, um, article basically saying that DeBoer is on the hot seat and essentially it's because there aren't really any other options. There just aren't like if this, this is a nice win to get, obviously you hope they're going to come up with the win versus Minnesota. Please. But if the Sharks continue the skid, and excuse me while I whip out my schedule, um, it's not it's not a great looking schedule right now. I got to be honest. I mean, Minnesota, yeah, that's nice. But then you got Nashville, who's playing very well. You have Edmonton, who's killing it right now. Dreisaitl is a friggin' machine right now, Okay. Uh, Anaheim, while they are trajecting down, you cannot, will not, won't stop John Gibson. Just saying. And that's in Anaheim. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, hold on. Let me, let me address some comments. Which article said PDB was on the hot seat? Again, I believe it was from Hockey News, but I may be wrong. Again, I take an, an awful lot of content during the week, and unfortunately, I can't always put everything. I need to take better notes, I think is what I'm saying. Uh, after that, Detroit. Now, if the Sharks don't beat Detroit, <laughs> we got problems, man. <laughs> we got big problems. 
I mean, worst goal differential in the league. I think they might even be into the 30s by now. I know the last time I looked, I believe it was 29. So, oh my God, it's it's insane. If we now again, it doesn't get much better because boom, you're right back versus Edmonton. I mean, twice in a week. That's that's gotta hurt. That is gotta hurt. I'm just telling you. How the hell is Edmonton top heavy? Well, when you waited that long, I guess finally the karma gods, somebody, they, they finally get it right for a little while because God knows Edmonton has been waiting on it. You also have to take into account that they're finally getting solid goaltending. That seems to finally be working out. Uh, Lucic, that's called you know addition by subtraction. And you know James Neal playing far better than he did with Calgary last season. So uh, those two games against Edmonton, that's going to be huge. Then it's at Vegas. Tell me that's not going to be tough. Then you got the Islanders. Uh, let me check, but the last time I looked, the Islanders, oh, Jesus Christ, they've just won their 10th in a row. So there you have the Islanders. And then you have at L.A. You better win that one. Then Winnipeg again. L.A., Arizona. Arizona's on the come up right now. So you look at this, and right now you sit there and go... All right, you got Minnesota, you got Detroit, and you got L.A. twice. You better win those four, but again, this was 11 of 15 starting November that you had. This was the time to build up points. You dropped the first two. Okay, you got this one. You, you got to finish off. At the bare minimum, you better go 3-3 three and three at home over this six-game stand. I'm just saying, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Let's, uh, let's dive into the comments a little bit here. I'm sorry. When I'm working by myself, I got notes down here. I'm trying to keep a, uh, keep an eye on the comments as well. Uh, let's see. I was watching Network today, and they said this month is probably the softer of month in their schedule during the season and would be a good time to put it together with. I don't know that it's – this schedule is not that soft right now. <laughs> not for the Sharks, man. Like I said, I mean, Edmonton twice, the Islanders, Vegas, the, the Nashville – there are some some strong teams on here, my friends. You, you know, bare minimum, you better eleven to fifteen. You better, you know, go minimum. Uh, God, I'm just. I mean, if, if, if seven and eight, <laughs> like that's. It's sad that that is like where we're at. Like that would damn near be considered a win. Hopefully, you can go eight and seven right now over this. You're one and three or one and two over three games. So. It's gonna be, it's gonna to be tough. And the, uh, you know, the Coyotes. Hockey Jerk's been talking about them f- only for like the last five years. So it looks like they're finally doing something. So there's that. <laughs> so anybody else have any more questions? Because again, when it's a solo show, I really don't have the ping pong. It's hard to go back. Oh, I got something while you guys are thinking about questions. Uh, did you all see the story about Danny Heatley today? I think it was in the Las Vegas Review Journal, something like that, and NBCSN Sports picked it up. Uh, Kane evidently owing 500 Gs to uh, the Cosmopolitan Casino. What's How do you make $49 million and leave the place with a 500 G tab? That's, you know, that's like having 49 bucks and forgetting to pay somebody 50 cents. Like, how do you pull that off? I'm not sure what's going on there. But, Kane, pay your markers, buddy. (laughs) Just saying, pay your markers. 
And here we go. Here we go. The coyotes are legit. Somebody write it down. Oh, no, I don't have to write it down because I can just go to his Twitter like every September for the last five years. Uh, for those of you who are also unaware, that was a great story that we posted about on Teal Town USA on the Twitter that what Tory Mitchell is up to, former Sharks uh, forward, Tory Mitchell, what he's up to. Uh, boy, Tory Mitchell. I mean, super duper nice guy. I just, I remember my bag on, on Tory Mitchell was all feet, no hands, but solid dude as most NHLers are. Just saying. From David H., how do you explain Couture's lack of scoring? Any thoughts? That's a great question. Um, It's a shame Brody's not here because, you know, Logan Couture fan club and all. Um, I I honestly, I don't know. It's I don't know if they're keying in on him, what's going on. You better start keying in on Evander Kane, I'll tell you that, because that's starting to work out pretty well. But... I'm not sure what's going on with Couture. I don't know if the weight of the sea is weighing him down. I'm honestly, I'm I'm a little shocked. Couture doesn't have at least four or five tallies by now. Um, but maybe it also has to do with the fact that it's hard to get off shots on goal when you're too busy playing defense most of the night because the defenders on the ice aren't. Could be. Just saying. What did you think of the Sharks' defensive effort tonight? Good Sharks or bad Blackhawks? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. What? Got to excuse AJ. He's doing a one-person show. What did I do wrong? What am I doing wrong? What, did I screw something up? I mean, it's, that's not without... Uh, that's totally within the realm of possibility. I'm just trying to remember what it was. <laughs> what else we got here? Did AJ confuse Danny Heatley and Evander... Did I... Did I conflate Heatley with Kane? If I did, that wow, that's wrong. Why would I even consider Danny Heatley? Anyway, oh boy. AJ, you and Brody should work out getting him as a guest co-host for a national game after dark. We've done that before. I would love to do it again, but you know, Brody is nice to, uh, he's kind enough to join us when he has the opportunity. And quite honestly, when he gets nights off like this, I I feel bad bugging. I feel bad bugging him no matter what. But I don't. If, you know, it's rare that the guy. You know, between the A's and the Sharks, it's rare that the guy gets a night off. Let him enjoy the dog, the son, the wife. Let him have family time. And you know, I don't. I'm never gonna try to encroach on that. That said, uh, I'll be. I'm gonna be looking up the next national game on here just to see if he's free. <laughs> oh boy. So, anything else here before we uh, have the goddamn courtesy to give all of you a reach around? Is it about that time? I'll give you. I'll give you another minute here. <laughs> What's well, oh man? Hot take is in the house. Hey everyone! Traffic in front was definitely causing problems for Jones. Sharks may be lucky they face a struggling Hawks team tonight. Things could have been different. Important win, regardless. All of those things are true. All of those things are true. AJ should set up Skype for phone calls during solo shows. That, my friend, is an interesting idea that I think I may be taking into account, but I would have to set up something where I would say, okay, now the phone line is open. That's the one thing. And it would require some more technical tweaks on my end. 
Speaking of which, could we have gotten the show off any later tonight? That that will be discussed. Just just know. Just know that. AJ Quick, Steve Shields or Vesta Toscala? Go. Always Toscala. I don't care that he gave up a 200-foot goal. The only way I'm going to go with Steve Shields in that situation is if he's also given like a five-foot length of rope, one around one end tied to the post, the other one around his left skate. Because, dear God, that guy always played out way too high. Anyway. uh, Oh, good for you. That was for Kevin Lacey, everybody. And there you go. So, uh, for the... Goddamn common courtesy to give you all a reach around. Let's go. Let's do this. Anything worth a damn? Probably not, but we're still going to talk about it. Ay, ay, ay. The Islanders did, again, beat up on the Senators. At least somebody beat up on the Senators. It'd be nice if the Sharks could. Um, but, hey, former Shark Thomas Grice getting yet another victory. Told you, the Islanders are on fire right now. Hottest team in hockey. Ten wins. Are you kidding me? Ten straight wins. Can I have that schedule, please? Uh, the Flyers. The You know, Flyers pull one out. I don't want to say a gritty win because, you know, but 4-1 over the Canes. There will be no sur- storm surge tonight. The Golden Knights, yes, they won, but... Largely in part because Marc-Andre Fleury returned. <laughs> if he goes out again for any significant time, well, let's see if the streak continues. But the Knights over the Blue Jackets. Oh, you know what? I want to talk about the Blue Jackets here in, in just a hot second, but let's get through this. Oh, boy. The Canadians. That's right. The beginning of the doubleheader tonight. Canadians 5-4 over the Bruins. That's kind of a shock to me. Bruins were rolling for quite some time. And it seems like any game that Pasta gets a goal in, the Bruins win. But alas, tonight was not one of those efforts. The Toronto Maple Leafs, 3-1 to one over the Kings. Again, you know, the Kings just, they can't buy a win. I'm, I'm surprised quick. Just leave them in Toronto at this point. That Oh, that contract, everything about it. Uh, the Devils. 2-1 over the Jets. I think that re- now it wasn't the shootout, but I think that really goes to tell you when the Devils beat you how far things down have gone, especially when you look at the performance Hellebuck threw up against the Sharks just a few days ago. The Stars climbing their way up, man. Remember the Stars did not start the season off well whatsoever. They weren't as bad as the Sharks, but they were close. And they're climbing out of it, guys. 4-1 over the Avalanche. Now, again, the Avalanche missing key pieces right now. We'll see how that changes down the line when they get healthy. In overtime, the Flames over the Coyotes, 4-3. Again, a lot of Pacific matchups tonight. Keller finally scoring a goal in a manned net. Is that the first time that's happened this season? I think it might be. Go check the stats on that. Kachuk gets two, including the overtime winner. Bennington for the Blues pulls out a 2-1 victory in overtime over the upstart Canucks this season. That, I bet you, was a fantastic game. The Minnesota Wild, they're not good. They were good enough to beat the Ducks tonight. They did get past Gibson, and guess who got the victory? That's right, former San Jose Sharks, Alex Stalock. Hey, yo. 
And then, of course, the Sharks 4-2 over the Blackhawks. So let's just, for a hot second, look at where our standings are sitting, just at least in division for right now. Oy, oy, oy. So Edmonton still at the top. Vancouver right behind him. Arizona right behind him. You got a three-way tie now with 20 points apiece between Arizona, Vegas, and Calgary. Edmonton at 22, Vancouver at 21, and then Anaheim at 19. What a log jam in there. Anybody could have a, a, a win or a losing streak, and these standings are going to change immensely. But, you know, scraping the barrel right now. Sharks at 11 points, L.A. at 10. Uh, if you don't think those games against L.A. this month are huge, think again, my friends. Think again. Uh, <laughs> but Dallas on a four-game win streak. It's about time. St. Louis on a five-game win streak. And, again, the Islanders, 10 game. Where did that come from? Anyway, let's go to some of the questions here. Is Dell starting on Thursday? Uh, I was almost, honestly, I was almost a little surprised Dell didn't start tonight since he did pick up a victory at United Center. Uh, but got to get Jones some confidence. Will he start versus Minnesota? I don't know. I think if I'm PDB, I might want to try to build on this. So I leave Jones in. Um, God, there's really... That's the one thing about this month is that aside from the final games of the month, Friday the 29th and then Saturday the 30th, uh, there's no back-to-backs. I will imagine Dell will get a start somewhere in there, but right now uh, I roll with Jones again, see what happens. Uh, roll, I mean... We both know that their numbers are pretty much the same, so one or the other, I don't know that it matters too much. <laughs> Loss of faith in Dell? Uh, what year are we talking? Just asking. Anything else, Rocket? Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about the Lucic suspension, shall we? For those of you who are unaware, Lucic got a two-game suspension for outright sucker-punching Columbus Blue Jacket player. Now, what was what's his name? Sherman? Sure, something along the Cole Cole Sherman. Anyway, uh, boy, that's uh, I want to know what you guys think. Do I is that a sucker punch? Absolutely. Is it worthy of a two-game suspension? I'm almost surprised it wasn't a little bit more. It's not like Lucic doesn't have a history of being a dirty player. So uh, I'm I'm surprised it wasn't five, to be honest, because you don't want guys running around the ice just straight up sucker punching guys. And a lot some people are saying that, well, you know, Lucic went after him because he took a poke at the goalie. And, you know, you always protect your goalie. Since you're nine years old, you told Sherwood. Yeah, okay, I got it right. Uh when he would, he wasn't taking outright hacks. It's he took a poke, see if he could get the puck loose. It happens. We see that all the time. What we don't see all the time is some guy coming over and sucker punching the guy who did it. Now, the thing that I, the reason why I think Lucic like lost his mind is if you rewind that play about mm, five seconds earlier, Sherwood completely mugs Lucic of the puck on the sideboard made Lucic look silly. And you know, people know the name Lucic. 
no one knew the name Cole Sherwood until he got punched. So I think Lucic just he was just pissed off that he got the you know that he got the puck stolen from him. That, and I think that was pretty much it. Made him look silly, and that's what he was upset about. I really don't think it was the goalie that the, that <laughs> I don't think it was the goalie issue at all. That, but that's my take. What do you guys think? I just think it's funny. Oh man! So lazy pointing out Lucic has a previous suspension of literally doing the same thing to someone else. See, so there's history, and I think that's the reason why I'm kind of surprised it's only two games. To be honest. Uh, you know, but Lucic not doing himself any favors. That trade has worked out really well for one team and really poorly for the other. Just saying. Uh, any other items of note here, people, before we think about signing this off and while we're waiting for some more of your questions, we're going to throw this up one more time for you. Be a part of the show and interact with us. Obviously there's a YouTube chat. If you want to support the show, uh, use the super chat option. That would be fantastic. We're also on Twitter. Of course, we gif every game, all the plays for you. So you can go back and look up something you might've missed on Instagram and Twitter. Both have the pregame report and just fun photos that we'll take from our time around San Jose. Of course there's Facebook because that's just the thing that you have to have, which is really annoying and Reddit, which we're still kind of working out. But jump on in there, give it a look, and tell us what we can do better. We're always down with that. Always down with that. So, oh, let's see. What are your thoughts on Winnipeg and Big Buff's contract dispute? Um, I, I hate contract disputes during the season. And, uh, you know, when things aren't going that great in Winnipeg, I mean, f- for... <laughs> For Christ's sake, man. I don't know if you guys caught it, but ESPN put out an article today that was uh, an NHL poll of players. And one of the questions was like, the what's the city you hate the most or whatever, the one you hate to travel to when you're on the road? And like, f- like I think it was like 42% or something <laughs> said Winnipeg. And then like another 30-something percent said Buffalo. So <laughs> they, got a, they got problems up there. But uh, let let Buff go. He's, he's he's got his stuff with Chicago. He's he's gonna be just fine, just fine. Oh, let's see. Uh, Discord. Uh, we might do some stuff on Discord. Yeah, it might be kind of cool. We might do some audio only stuff on that. Uh, there's something else I wanted to uh, ask you guys. And uh, I probably shouldn't ask this with somebody in the chat right now because they probably need to be asked this before all of you, but I don't care. Um, what do you think about us doing, if we start doing the Pucknologist live every Sunday? Like, say, every Sunday at like 7 p.m. Is that something you guys would be interested in or do you uh, you like that it's just going to come out late Sunday uh, with some extra production or would you prefer it go live? Just throwing that out there. Hit, hit me up on Twitter at TealTownUSA or at AJ underscore strong. Let me know which way you're kind of leaning. Because uh, some days I want to go live. Some days I'm like, meh. It's always interesting. Always interesting. Uh, final call for the questions because I'm going to get out of here. I got stuff to do. And every hell yes, everybody wants a live show. Great. (laughs) 
Great. Puck knowledge is live and hockey jerk just lost his mind. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll look at doing more stuff live and we'll take, we'll take a, uh, it's not going to be this weekend, but, uh, we'll, we'll take a look at starting that up the following Sunday and see, see how it rolls. Oh man. See, Laurel does like the production value though. See, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Sometimes you feel like you got to, and I know Brody feels the same way. Sometimes you got to fill that dead air like I'm trying to do right now. So uh, with that, probably time to wrap her up again. Right now, the Sharks finally pick up a victory. Their fifth win in, what is that, 15 games, 16 games, something like that. Uh, 19, 18, 17, 16. Okay, five, fifth win in 16 games. Holy hell. This is going to be... It's going to be interesting. All right, thoughts on the next game. We're talking about playing a Minnesota team whose coach, Boudreaux, was literally shown a couple of games ago on the bench just like, forget it, I'm done, I'm done. I'm I'm honestly, I'm surprised Boudreaux hasn't quit at this point. That guy looks like he is just so just done with everything. With everything. Uh, but it's, honestly, it's again, it's another must win. Tonight was a must win. The Minnesota game is a must win. I think if you string two wins together, I think that gives DeBoer a little bit of breathing room and maybe Doug Wilson gives a little bit more leash. But I think if you lose another one, if you were, you know, and again, that's followed by Nashville and Edmonton. If you let Minnesota come in here and push you around, and then Nashville and Edmonton, and you get this six-game series, and you go one and five, something's going to have to happen, especially if everybody in your division keeps pulling away. So I think that's probably it here. Final thoughts, final, anything, anything, anything. Okay, I'm done. This is, this is silly. Uh, again, I want to touch back on the comments that I said before. Please. Uh, we appreciate the passion. Please don't go to other people's um, chats or comments. or you know, th There's no need to vote down anybody else's content. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate it if you voted ours up. But uh, you know, uh, we would also appreciate it that if this doesn't appeal to you or you don't like it, hey, no one's forcing you to watch and you don't have to vote it down. You know, just... Go on and do your other thing, and that's the same thing across the board. So, uh, again, appreciate the passion. Really love the promotion of the show, but not something that we want to, you know. Again, we're not trying to create false rivalries here. That's not what any of this is about. Uh, just go support us. Um, you know, if you if you see us posting on Reddit, please vote us up. Uh, give us some love there. Tell a friend. That's really the big thing. Tell a friend. Get help. Help us grow the base. Whether it's adding subscribers, uh, for our YouTube channel. You know, we're, we're starting to get kind of close to 2k, which is something we'd obviously like to get to. We're getting close to, I think 4,700 on, um, on Twitter. We'd love to try to hit 5k before the end of the season. I think we're at like 1750 or something on Instagram. We'd love to get that up to 2k before the end of the season. Uh, so please, that's a big thing. You know, if it don't have to go troll other people, just Tell your friends about us and tell them to give us a shot. You don't have to do every. You don't have to watch everything. You know, if you're a Pucknologist fan, but you know, After Dark isn't for you. That's fine. If it's vice versa, that's fine. Just uh, you know, just 
let's all just respect each other and in, in what we're trying to do. The, again, plenty of room for everybody. And the most important thing is we're all talking about the Sharks, which is really what it's all about. Uh, let's just hope that they can string some wins together. All right? Sound good? Sounds good for me. A uh, couple things I want to uh, pimp before I split. If you did miss it, we did talk to Drew Remenda on Halloween. Uh, you'll have to free. I'm trying to get the guy to talk on something other than a damn cell phone. I'm still working on that. Give me some time. I, 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 I'm going to have to like send him a tablet or something like that <laughs> that has like Skype preloaded or something. Uh, but uh, forgive the audio quality because of his cell phone, especially at the beginning because there was a little bit of crackling, but it seemed like we got it dialed in later. But talk to Drew. We're uh, doing a thing every other week. Uh, Kevin Lacey can tell you about at Kevin Lacey 22, uh, but working with Nick Nolenberger from the San Jose Barracuda to do something every other week to just keep you informed, keep you in the know as to like what's going on with the baby sharks. And uh, with that, I believe we have an interview coming up soon with Nick DeSimone, Sar- Sa- uh, San Jose Barracuda defenseman. That is coming soon. Uh, and maybe a surprise or two that we're working on to, uh, have, have come in the near future. So just, uh, stay tuned everybody. And again, help, you know, spread the word. I think we got a couple Teal Town USA shirts left, uh, that are left on this. I think we have like a couple large teals and like a small woman's or something, but, uh, those are on the website as well. And if you're interested in anything else like that, again, me personally, AJ underscore strong on the Twitter the show at Teal Town USA. Again, thanks for watching, everybody. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, tell a friend. Just don't troll someone else. Sound good? I like it. Good night, everybody. Keep it real. We're going to keep it teal. And we're going to keep it real teal. Oh, yeah, baby. Enjoy your night. We'll see you Thursday after Minnesota. Thank you.